Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Life is Short ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. Around the time the musical Hamilton was a few months into its Broadway run, I was uh, on a street corner in New York talking to two friends, and the Tony nominations had just been announced. And I said something like, oh, that's good for Lin-Manuel Miranda. That's amazing that his first time at bat, like his first big thing, gets nominated for all these awards. And one of my friends corrected me and said, actually, no, he had a play before this that was also nominated for many awards. And, And I said this sentence, word for word. I said, oh, so he's no stranger to the Tony scene. And as I said this, I kind of absentmindedly drifted into traffic off the curb and came within millimeters of getting hit by a speeding bus. I think one of my hairs even caught it. it like it hit a hair on me. <laughs> Christian and I always laugh about it because my final words would have been, oh, so he's no stranger to the Tony scene. For so many reasons, I'm <laughs> glad those weren't your last words. So many reasons. Life could be a dream. Life could be a dream. You're listening to Life is Short. I'm your host, Justin Long. Life could be a dream, sweetheart. And I'm here, as I always am, with my brother, Chris. Chin. <laughs> Hi, Justin. I'm glad you survived that near bus accident. It was such an uncharacteristic thing for me to say. I, I like to think. There's so many worse versions of your last words. It could have been, yeah. like, you could have been, uh, you know... It, in such fear that you were like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. I know. And well, you wouldn't want to go down a coward. You'd be I, remembered that way. Yeah. So the reason that we're talking about uh, this experience that I had when I said that slightly embarrassing, potentially final words, um, is that w- one of the two people with me that day was our guest today, Kobe Smulders. Uh, she's one of my favorite people. <laughs> I think that'll be clear in the interview. Um, but yeah. You met her. Did you meet her during when you shot that movie with her? I had met her years earlier at a wedding, at Nick, Nick Panessa's wedding, shout out um, to weddings. I was across from Kobe and, and her husband, uh, Taryn, Taryn Killam from Saturday Night Live. Very funny, Taryn. Uh, Kobe and I got to know each other very well years later doing this movie. Uh, called? Oh, that's right. It's called Literally Right Before Aaron. That's the title. <laughs> I One of the worst titles in cinema history. I, I agree. I agree. I And I, I'm... Yeah. It also, I think it it came out in the time when the word literally Ugh. became so misused in our culture. Yeah. I hate, I I just literally, and, I, and I'm guilty of it. Yeah. I do it all the time. I use li- the word literally for emphasis when that's not how you're supposed oh to God. use it. Oh my God. My head literally exploded. I say, I'm no, ashamed to say I, I say things like that. Yeah. I'm so hungry. I could literally eat a horse. Well, you have eaten horse. That's true. Raw horse. Yeah. Literally synonymous with really, it, like an em- emphatic word. Yeah. Adverb. Yes. I, I I literally shit my pants. That's a funny David Cross bit where he's like, I literally shit my pants. Oh my God, that was so crazy. So as dumb as that title was, I think Kobe Smulders <laughs> is the opposite in terms of cool and smart impressive. and impressive. Yeah. I had never met her, so I was just meeting her for the first time. Oh, yeah, and she you had was, never met her couldn't have been more charming and friendly it's and, weird uh, down to earth cool uh, yeah. seemed really cool so cool i mean it's hard to i like now i feel like we're repeating ourselves but it's hard to talk about kobe without using superlatives like that it's just, it's, it's it's impossible because she's such an anomaly almost i mean she's just such a rare 
Bird. So for those who don't know her, she was on the show, the hit show, How I Met Your Mother, for nine, I think nine years it was on. Yeah, they did it for nine uh, She was on the Netflix show Friends from College, and now she, she is um, in the Marvel Universe. Is that Marvel? Yeah, Marvel she's, verse? In the, she's in the Marvelverse. Marvelverse. Uh, she plays Maria Hill. Yeah, she plays um, an agent. I'm sure everyone knows that at this point. She had her career, I feel like she's been working for so long, but just now I think becoming really famous. I don't know. I don't really have a good gauge of the levels of fame. Well, she's in the Spider-Man movie now that's out that's uh, doing very well. So I think think people people know her. Kobe. It's a cool name, Kobe Smolders. She does smolder. By the way, before we get into this, which... uh, at this point, you're all probably eager for us to do. Um, we just want to do a little plug of our own tour. Plugging ourselves. Yeah, we're touring. <laughs> we're going on the road. We're uh, sort of like Aerosmith. Yes. Yeah. Like, like Aerosmith in the 70s. God, he got weird looking. Not Aerosmith in the house. Loving an elevator. Uh, anyway. Going on tour. So we're going on tour. It sounds cool to say that. It's fun to say that. Um, but we are doing three shows, three live shows coming up in September. So if you live in these cities, Philadelphia, Brooklyn, or Washington, D.C., we're going to be uh, doing shows there. Uh, tickets go on sale Friday at 10 a.m. Uh, we're running an exclusive pre-sale for podcast listeners. Pre-sale... Password Justin Long. You can access tickets now. Tickets and information available at www.justinlonglive.com. Make sure the URL is included in posts. And um, there's even, oh, I didn't know this, limited VIP meet and greet. Ooh, people get to meet you and greet me. Whoa. Yeah, or I'm doing the greeting. The shows are September 17th, Philadelphia uh, at Underground Arts, September 18th, Brooklyn at Murmur. And September 19th in D.C. at the Miracle Theater. Uh, so that'll be really fun. We're going to have some some good guests uh, for those live shows. I, and Christian will be uh, on stage as you well. You might get to meet and greet me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't get to meet. You get to, <laughs> you get to acknowledge. Uh, you get to nod at me from a distance. Yeah, that'll be a thrill. What you've always wanted. <laughs> yeah. So that's in September. That's in but September. Coming right up. Yes. Up next. Yes. You don't have to wait. Uh, we are going to meet and greet uh, the just fantastic Kobe Smolders. Life could be a dream, sweetheart. Do, 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 Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technology is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Plus, curate your dream setup with great deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge technology and free shipping on everything. Again, that's dell.com deals. Hello, hello again. Shaboom and up we'll meet again. I didn't know this about you. Okay. And I've known you I know, four, four years now. We got to know each other yeah. well. We did a movie together called Literally Right Before Aaron, which... Um, and it's called that because... Because I meet this guy in the movie right after dating you. You're Aaron. I'm, I'm Aaron, yeah. <laughs> so throughout the movie, I'm trying to get over you, and, and I go to your wedding. The takeaway from our film was... <laughs> yeah, what? Well, I want to hear this. Was the best background acting I've ever seen in my life. 
And I have footage of it because I demanded that Ryan send me it. Uh-huh. Lovely Ryan Hansen, who was also in the movie with us. And the shot is on us. And it's kind of on us with like crowd behind us. So it's mm-hmm. a bit wide. And there's just this one woman in a neon pink dress, you know, a 60-year-old woman who is just facially expressing her disdain for the cake. You had just pushed over the wedding cake. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. In the scene, (laughs) I I ruin, I I, I try to sabotage their wedding. I do sabotage successfully. And so I push over this big three-level wedding cake. And so they wanted a reaction from the crowd. And of course, Kobe's reacting the way, you know, like a... The way a bride would, if I guess that happened. Very natural. Ryan's a great actor. You guys are very... And 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 upstaging the both of you um, is this woman who is just her face is contorting it's in such so, a way, and it's frozen. It's not only like contorted, right. but it's frozen in contortion. In like, I don't know what's for, even for for like a full on forty seconds. Yeah, it's fantastic. It must have been hard yeah. for her to hold this. Um, you're supposed to be looking at these two <laughs> no, characters in so the foreground, great. and this woman is. It's, it's so great. It's really wonderful. It's wonderful. It was so fun. Uh, the so that ex- was the greatest takeaway of that film for me personally but this is a cheesy like tying to that but do you have exes in your life that you're still close with or or, or who maybe i kind of burn them burn, burn it down them. yeah i good. burn it down let it go i don't mean to i yeah. just is like you've been inside of me i feel like we can't we can't i don't know how to move on now mm-hmm. maybe that's just because like you know i haven't had a, i met Taryn when i was 22 like we were young, you know, wow. so it's not like I have a huge, yeah, it's you not know, a laundry list. repertoire <laughs> yeah. of sexual encounters. But it's like you've been inside of me. I think that we can we can part. We can be like civil, um, and it's all good. Okay, so that's nice. So it's not, but we don't have I, to keep in touch. No, and, we don't need. We don't. I don't, I have friends. Yeah, you that's know, true. I have friendships, I, close friendships. I don't. Do you? Is this? Is yeah, this, yeah. I with one, with one or two. But but yeah, I can. I can yeah. do it. Um, I wonder if it's easier for guys. I don't know. Uh, if somebody were inside of me, I think maybe it'd be harder for me to get over. <laughs> Since you're doing the penetrating, it's easier to. I don't know. Yeah, I wonder. Past that. And you met Taryn in LA. Yeah. Did, were you guys working together? Or you just were. S- he was working with a good, a still a very good friend of ours. They shot a pilot together. This is Taryn Killam, who was this on Saturday Life for a long time. One of the funniest people you'll ever the meet. The nicest. Man. The greatest. I'm going to say the greatest well, man on the planet. I hope so. Yes. Um, for me, he's not the greatest, yeah. but he's n- nearly the greatest. He's like one of top ten, like top ten. Oh, absolutely! Okay, top okay. top ten men that top I've met. Top ten men. Yes, <laughs> I would actually say that Taryn's one of the top, top ten, ten men, men that I've met in my life. He's my number one. And man. I've met a lot of men, and I've been around. Oh God! No, cool. Honest to God, I would say Taryn truly is one of the top ten. He's a lovely, lovely man, and I really lucked out because, like I said, we met when we were twenty-two, and that could have gone any direction. Oh, yeah, you know how do you? That yeah. really could have been a doozy. Share, share your share secret. Share with, the, with yeah, the world. With the, with the, the secret of just staying in a relationship for yeah, as long as we have. Two actors. For us, and this is not for everybody, but we're very independent. Yeah. Like, I have never been like, why didn't you call me? What, oh, where where, where are you? Mm. I've never had that thought, unless I'm dealing with a kid's situation. Right. That's when that kind of stuff gets in, where you're <sighs> like, you're supposed to be a pickup, bro. Where are you? Yeah. You know? But not like it's. But not eight, like I, you know, you didn't even, you know, you we were at the party, you didn't even check in with me. Like I don't have that. I don't yeah. have that in me. Goes a long way. And and he doesn't either. I, I don't know if that's an insecurity thing or within yourself or within your relationship. I don't know. I, I think it would probably maybe is, both. Yeah, yeah maybe a sure. little combo. Did you were combo you very platter? taken care of growing up? 
when, like when by you, adults. Yeah, no, but, sir. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> Which is probably why I'm like I'm good. Yeah, yeah. I've been I've been rocking it solo styles for for a while. You um, grew up in Vancouver. I did. Uh, and you had I, I didn't know you had four sisters. I have. I just knew about I your brothers. Four sisters. Yeah, I have. So I have my parents. My mother and father had four kids, two girls, uh, sorry, three girls and one boy. And then they got divorced, which is a whole other podcast. Yeah. And, um, and <laughs> we're then, doing that one next. <laughs> that, that's the next one. That's, yeah. that's going to be a good one. Um, and my father remarried my stepmother, who had four children. She had two girls and two boys. Oh, my God. So it was, God. you know, uh, Brady Bunch. Yeah. So did they integrate the family? I mean, obviously, they're I mean, young. I've been trying to since I was seven. <laughs> <laughs> but did, so w- w- was that a struggle or was it like. Um, I, I mean, I was so young. How, um, yeah. I was, I think, you know, the timeline, the, the like I'm a year or two off probably, but I think they met when I was around eight or nine. They got married when I was hmm. 15. So, Man. you know, and, the, you know, the the youngest, which would be my stepbrother, Adam, he's six years older than me. Oh, so wow. it was a pretty big gap. Yeah, yeah. You especially know, they, were when adult, you're... they were adults yeah. to, to me. So. Yeah. Are those the ones that were like, I know yeah. they're like lumberjack <laughs> so type. Story. No, they're not lumberjacks. They're <laughs> they're like, dude, they're like real. Like you, if well, you were. They're like criminals. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> that's right. I get criminals and lumberjacks well, they're confused. Like, I mean, that's, that's what the Canadian criminal is a lumberjack. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it's. They're they're wonderful. They steal people. trees. They're wonderful people, but they're they're full on bros. Yeah, they're so they're, they're tough. like they're tough guys. We have we have running jokes about, um, you know, me being so. I moved in with my father when I was in high school, and high school in Canada starts on the eighth grade, everybody, and it goes from eighth to the twelfth grade in one you know one one campus. And if there was a guy who was interested in me or you know at that age you're not like have you don't have a boyfriend but you do by label but you don't actually yeah, see or yeah. talk to them like, we're seeing each yeah, other we're and like we're, he's my boyfriend I, I have yet to talk to him yes but we're yes, dating but it's a very strong relationship <laughs> no we have never been alone no yeah, we've never been alone. we've glanced at one another yes, yes um but he would like um so if somebody was interested in you would he, he would tie them up and he would tie literally. them up to trees and throw beer cans at them or like follow them home, and I would hear about it days later. Like I don't even I don't even know that guy, but uh-huh. it was this weird, you know, very meta. Very I don't know what. Well, and these are the your adoptive brothers. These are these are the step. These are wow. the step. Like so in, a, yeah, so he was. I think when this was happening, he he was still on. No, he might have graduated. I don't know. He's six years older than me, so he would have been God. just graduated, I guess. Are you enjoying high school? Are you like, are, are you thriving? Yeah, I did very well. I was very popular. <laughs> you're laughing. You're, are you being sarcastic? I can't tell because. No, I, 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 I did good. I did well. I, I did bet. well. I did well. It's so funny because now, like, I have conversations with my daughter, and she was like, you know, were you popular? She's like 10. Yeah, yeah. But it's a weird thing to be. You know, popular is bad. Like popular right. is kind of like you're a bit of a from not, back in the day. It's like cliquey to- and whatever it is. Totally, you're like one of the heathers. Yes, yeah. yeah. I, I I was not. I was not that. But I was voted most respected by my high school graduating class. Oh yeah. So people like most me, respected. I guess. Most respected. We have most respected. Um, That's Canada for you. Okay? Yeah. That feels like the prize then, if if all those prettiest. I was invest- very surprised by it. I yeah, was really? like, huh? And I said to some of my friends, "Did you vote? For, did you vote for me?" In the Is this a joke? Or- I felt like a bit of a joke. Um, so so people now, do you ever see them? You ever go back home and they're like, "Oh, it yeah, makes sense." I mean, she became. This is Canada. I'm still like best friends with mm-hmm. all of my high school girlfriends. That's and, great. I mean, it's I'd never been to a high school reunion because of that reason. Because I, I see 
There's no need Fuckers to. Fuckers all the time. Am I allowed yeah. to swear on this podcast? Oh, fuck yeah. Me out? Okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. I didn't know your full name. <laughs> I didn't know this. Oh, my full name? Yeah. Jacoba Francisca Maria Smulders? No, with, I did a, with, not. A, with a kind of cool exotic accent. Yes, I, I did not know. much cooler than I am. Jacoba. Uh, where did that come from? Jacoba. Jacoba uh, is the name of my great aunt. My father's Dutch and his favorite aunt. She was named Jacoba but went by Kobe. Oh, the whole life. I've never been Kobe. called Jacoba by anyone in my life. Oh, wow. Um, even when you're a babe? Even when I was wow. a babe? No. Huh. It was always that, you know, legally Kobe. she's Jacoba, but we're going to call her Kobe, Kobe, as was this woman in Holland. Francisca Maria. Um, it just sounds so... Yeah. Uh, so sounds that's Dutch. Exciting. It's Well, it's Catholic. It's, yes. you know, which my family, I guess, was at one point. But not when you were... No, not raised. Formative no. Okay. No. Uh, so you were raised with no religion. No. Well, real. my mother is like an atheist, and my father, I guess, would oh. be Catholic, but do- is not practicing. So, I do. I'm, ha- I'm having a memory of like a cartoon Bible in my mind. I think there was an attempt at yeah. religion, probably through my oh my nopa, which is grandparents and Dutch. Well, you, that was a very strong part of your identity growing up. Yeah. That, that, really. Yeah. They it, all immigrated to um, Vancouver, like as a family, and oh, wow. bought like apartments and we're landlords and stuff uh model we can play oh i know how whatever i don't know how to say this without sounding like an asshole but i know that you are how cool you are and how that world may not be the most uh something that you're drawn to naturally but how did that how did that happen um it was when i was god 12 and i was in summer camp there was this girl who was like my first female crush who's beautiful and she was a model and she just kind of came up to me and said you should check this out and I was like okay I can travel places I was 12 I mean I was a child I was like Uh whatever you do (laughs) I want to also do yeah (laughs) yeah um because she was like I you know I go to I go to New York and I go to you know Paris and yeah that all sounded great to me so I started doing that I mean I was in I first went to New York when I was 13 with a parent, uh-huh. and then would spend sort of every summer and spring break in New York. Back in the day, you could, you know, you could make money at it, and you could make some good money, sure. and then squirrel it away and try to go to school, and that was sort of my so plan. it was like a means, so, and it also wasn't something that you were going to devote your life to. It wasn't like, oh, this is, because I think a lot of people probably get into it thinking like, well, now this is what I do. I'm a model Yeah, now. I guess so. I was it's always... It's like a means to an end. I mean, I hate having my picture taken, so yeah. I, I don't know if it's because of that. I think I've always been that way because I remember just, you know, for annoying family photos and stuff, I always felt very uncomfortable. Me too, um, so I, Me too, but I had I don't know how I survived to. for that long doing it, and even t- to this day now. But, yeah, um, like you chose a, I know, a, I not know. a great profession. I know. <laughs> I know. But I think that's sometimes too, because school photo day was one of my least yeah. favorite days. I felt so uncomfortable, and they would, yes. uh, it felt forced and vain, all these. And now I, I regress slightly. I, whenever I'm on one of those red, red carpet red things, carpet. oh man, yeah, you have to do so much of that, now, especially promoting something like Avengers. You right, must, right. But I think it's harder when you're doing a smaller film. Yeah. Because then it's actually on you personally. <clears throat> That's true. To sell it more. Like with all the Avengers stuff, I'm like, I'm like one of 50 You're like a cog here. in the... Like, I, exactly. I yeah. am such a small part of this yeah, thing yeah. that but, gets me laid by my husband. <laughs> gets me super laid by my husband. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. I'm probably having sex with my husband. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad we're talking yeah, to the yeah. mic for this yeah. one. Because <laughs> uh, Taryn is also like a bit... A, glorious nerd. I mean, he oh, like, he's, yeah, he's, he's so into this stuff. 
This is his world. I mean, I I think that's why he does, you know, he's an actor and a writer and he loves story and he's a big Star Wars fan. Huge, yeah. And and, a Marvel fan, comic book fan. So when you got this part, was he like, (laughs) please, please, please? Or was it just like an easy decision? You're going to do... When I auditioned for the Avengers, I didn't know what I was auditioning for because they weren't releasing any information. (sighs) They just said, I think they just said a female agent. They didn't Mm. even say... So Taryn was convinced that it was uh, for the Wasp, which is um, Evangeline oh. Lily, oh. Um, the role now. I'm trying to think of when I actually learned who it was, and then he told me who that was. They don't even give you the size, right? They're very no, secretive well, about Joss stuff. No, Joss directed the first Avengers, and he wrote scenes, like full-on five-page scenes, which is very nice. Uh, just for, for the audition? For the screen test with um, uh. Sam Jackson. It was like me... And like five other versions of of me in a room, and Weird. we would just go one by one, you know, oh, wow. with the cape on, so you wouldn't reveal anything, any costume underneath, which was weird because it wasn't much of a costume back then. But yeah, we would have to go on. What do you mean you have to wear a cape? Uh, well, you have to wear. Well, you don't really do it so much anymore. Like a barber no. when you're getting your yeah. Hair well, cut like kind of? no, yeah, but bigger than that, like uh-huh. full body, because they don't want to reveal. Because there's you know cameras everywhere. Oh my god! I mean, I don't have to do it so much anymore, but I did for the first <sighs> one, yeah, because it was like a suit. And they don't want to reveal anything. They don't want to reveal what the costumes look like. Or... So are you around the other? Per- I mean, I, I know oftentimes you are when you're yeah. auditioning. You're around the other people. There's a waiting room. Oh, but we're I- like all in hair makeup together. Oh, and, really? Yeah, yeah. And I went. I left going. Well, that I didn't do great. I did okay. Once you got it, were they like, just so you know, this is going to be like a six, seven, eight year commitment. You no, know I had to sign that beforehand. Oh, so I did oh, oh. know that. Oh, uh, okay. I did like understand the commitment. But for those, you're like, no, yeah. money do you want? <laughs> yeah, totally. Do you want to go 12, 15 rounds of Tell- friggin' business? Let's do this. 40, 50 yeah, years? I know. I'm, yeah. I'm 50. Yes. Yeah, I yes, yes. I'll try to live that long. <laughs> I know. I know. Just to do this. Um, I know. Is that still fun to you, like to travel around? I remember. Uh, you mean the press tour of it all? Yeah. And tra- traveling yeah. to yeah, Japan. Yeah. I, I, and... I like doing the like Fast and Furious things. Yes. I mean, the biggest press tour. I didn't. I think I went to London with the Avengers, but I did this movie called Jack Reacher with Tom, with Mr. Tom Cruise. We went to Beijing and and um, Shanghai. And so cool. Germany and London. But I'm, and... I'm guessing people there in those countries don't really know who Tom Cruise is. So <laughs> you probably have to like boost him up. Like everybody, this Guys, is this Tom is, Cruise. Yeah. He does action. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is that? That's what is the best. That? Yeah. Way, the best way to travel is with Tom Cruise. <laughs> I've heard that. I've heard that. But it was from Tom Cruise, so I figured every every fine. other like trip just seems like a turd. Yeah, it that's a real delight. I love Tom Cruise. I love. Yes, I just he's think an amazing person. People forget what a great actor he oh, is. Oh yeah, such a great. I mean, they don't forget it. Jerry just, Maguire. Like I mean, there's. He's so good in a few good men. Yes. I mean, he's so good that like now those scenes he makes scenes iconic and people, yeah. you know, other things get over, overshadowed mm-hmm. the, the acting. But um, mm-hmm. specifically, we talked about the, his running. Well, there's a couple stories. Oh, tell me because um, I remember we were running in sand or something. We were doing like a <laughs> montage where we're, Kobe and I were like doing a <laughs> yeah, montage. Yeah, where yeah. We're Falling in love. It was like the good times. And it was so hard to run in the sand. And you told me the story then. Well, I think maybe the one, first of all, I'll I'll, I'll preface with, you know, my experience of running with Tom Cruise was that right before I got hired for this movie is I just, uh, I'd broken my leg and was on crutches for seven weeks. And I also had a six-month-old child. You know, my body was not at its, no. not, not at its peak. It's not in top Tom Cruise. Not, not Tom not Cruise top gun shape. Form. Not Top Gun form. So I got this job and like immediately started training and he is 
legitimately fast. Yeah. And I know this because there were machines that we were both on. So there was a treadmill. It would sort of set a pace. I'm running next to him, uh-huh. and I, I will say his. I think his highest is about 30, 30 miles an hour oh on that my fucking treadmill. It was He's something, like a cheetah. It was insane, you know, for five seconds or whatever it is. But anyway, when we're shooting, we're shooting in New Orleans. It's a thousand degrees outside. Wait, sorry to interrupt. Yes. Uh, what are you doing when you're next to him? Are you talking to one another? We're purely running. Okay, we're staring running, straight ahead. We're staring straight ahead, Weird. and I think we're running away from like a drone. Okay. Uh, uh, so uh-huh. it's like we just sprint. Like there's. Oh, not, they're actually shooting this. It's like green screen stuff. Oh yeah, no, oh, no, no. Oh, oh, we're okay. we're in a park in New Orleans outside running from a drone. Here. I was a very smart person to say. You know what? I think my character. Um, is like faster than his character because, you know, she's younger, she's more trained, you know. And that was the only way I survived that day because he had to, I got to set the pace. Oh, he had to. And he had to run, he had to run behind me at my pace. It must have been so hard for him. The first time, I know, the first time that we did it, he just like left me Uh in the dust. He's He's so fast and they have compilations of him running. They had to put weights on his ankles. (laughs) They had to put like weighted pants on. I wanted to handicap him some way just to make myself feel better. But it was so intense and we did, I remember at the beginning of that day, the director came, Ed Zwick, and he was like, okay, so... You see that red cone? And it was a football field. I mean, it was it was so far away. Uh-huh. It's full sprint to that. And we yeah. must have done it about 40 times. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it was you... like all my training was just for this, this is day. New Orleans. New Orleans in humidity. Jesus. And he was totally fine. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> He's crying. And you're, I, I was think. Was it in the movie? No. Justin, oh, it did no. not. None of the running was really in the movie. Oh my god! How can you have a Tom Cruise movie with no running? There was a little bit of running, but I mean, not. They cut the whole drone sequence. I think. Oh, my, you know, happened. I think about that a lot. Well, with our movie that uh, <laughs> I shouldn't keep referencing because no one saw it, but um, I remember doing a bunch of pratfalls that never made it, and one oh. one hurt me. I chipped something in my elbow to the point where I'm st- I still feel it every time I Oof. once in a while, and I think it, it's a constant reminder of. I don't have to do it that much. That is one thing, one of the many things that Tom taught me during that movie is how to do everything safely. And like, you know, in those moments when you're shooting and they're like, just, can you just jump off of this thing? We just need this one shot. You just say, no. And to actually own that and to protect yourself. You should have told me that story the day that I got got hurt. I got heat stroke. But we, you know, oh yeah, that's (laughs) right. Like Tom Cruise. This is similar to Tom Cruise. And you did two movies with Tom Cruise. You did both. Jack, no, which was just the second just one. The, just the second one, yeah. Uh, and it's a different, you, yeah. Standalone. Do you ever talk to him? Do you ever hear? Like, yeah, we a, email, and I get his. No, we <laughs> really? do. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And we get, um, you know, one of my favorite parts about the holidays is the Tom Cruise cake. Have you heard about the Tom Cruise? Yes, cake? Yes, I have. What is this cake like? Talk, um, talk to me. So, it's um, white chocolate, uh-huh. coconut cake. I'm not a sweets person. Yeah, but the cake. Is like it transcends that. Well, it's sort of you do you know like um what is it called that um like that almond uh, yes. marzipan. It's yes. a similar like marzipan consistency. Consistency is the cake, so it's very moist. It might still be in my freezer. I fucking chip away at this thing. Oh. So he always sends that, and then he sends like a giant gingerbread house for my children. It's so for stupid. what for what a cake just just because it's Christmas. Okay. <laughs> God, I love him. And I, I send him Tom our family Cruise. Christmas card. He's a he's the hardest working man I've ever met. Yeah, and also the most 
the kindest to generous, all yeah, generous I heard to every crew member. I mean, he's just um, he's just a delight. Hey, everyone, I just wanted to pop in and uh, say hello from this beautiful resort right on the beach. <laughs> I'm actually here in the recording studio, Christian's it's Christian studio. Busted. I feel like I kind of am. I'm getting a little taste of the tropics because I've been enjoying Tropical Smoothie Cafe's new chia oatmeal pudding bowl. Ooh, what's that one like? Well, I love chia seeds. I know they're really good for digestion. I think there's protein in there. So I, I want to find ways to, to eat more of them. Um, and, but this one also combines coconut milk, which I love, nice, creamy, healthy without the, uh, the dairy, and steel-cut oats, which um, also healthy, topped with um, chobani. You get some more protein with a Greek yogurt, some fresh blueberries, sliced banana, granola, more chia seeds, and, and honey. Ooh, so I, I a little try, bit of sweet. It's good. I, I'd like to try that one. I, I've had the acai bowl, which is very delicious. It's Ooh. it's acai base. I see. Um, fresh strawberries, blueberries, sliced banana, some coconut, granola, Ooh. chia seeds. So get on Tropic Time now as you savor a new Tropic Bowl from your local Tropical Smoothie Cafe. If you're a fan of breathtaking, shocking, and sometimes sinister tales, then check out Audible's new collection of exclusive thrillers. It features captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances, so you feel like you're in the story. One title that's next on my list is called Trapdoor by J.P. Pomer. Uh, It's about five strangers, you know I love stories about strangers, who get held hostage in a cellar that's filling with water. Water. And the whole thing's being live-streamed by a camera high above reach. Shorties, listen along with me. As an Audible member, you can get one title a month to keep from their entire catalog. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash long or text long to 500-500. That's audible.com slash long or text long to 500-500. Hello, hello again. Shaboom and up we'll meet again. At what point do you think well i i could i could maybe be an actress because you didn't you, did you act in high school did you i do, did oh you did, I did you did um, the plays yeah i was very into sports i played soccer for 12 years and then i um i played volleyball and then i got into basketball <laughs> i'm just laughing why are you laughing well i'm laughing because <laughs> i have a funny story which i can tell which is you know uh growing up my my sister so my older sister she was two years older than me and she's she was very good at basketball, like her mm. whole life. Her, like she was the star player on the on the on the senior team. How tall is she? She's not. She's not super tall, but she was point guard. She was mm. like, um, she's five nine, five ten. But she went on to play college ball, and then she went on to play um, in Holland because uh, she oh. got her citizenship through our father. Oh. And she played, played professionally. Like, then. She played professionally. Wow! And she played on like the Dutch national team for a while. Wow! So, like she's legit, right? Yeah. I'm trying to make make a name for myself on the basketball courts of Lord Bing. And uh, we were at a tournament. And so, you know, somebody shoots. I go up. I grab the rebound. Everybody clears out. And for some reason, synapses got confused. Uh-huh. And I went up and I shot on my uh, neck. Uh, and I like missed. Move. Okay. And I get my own rebound. Uh-huh. And I go up and I shoot again. Uh, second time. No. And I miss. And I get my rebound. And the crowd is going wild. And I'm like, nobody's on me. Mm. This is it. This is my moment. Now and I at go Lord off. Bing's school, when <laughs> people do that, they call it a Kobe. I know, exactly. You just pull the exactly. smolder. You pull the smolders. 
And then I went up third, third time. time. My own teammate steals the ball away from me. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I have this vivid memory of looking out into the crowd and the entire senior team is watching. And my sister is sitting there with tears flowing down her face because she's what? laughing so hard. Uh-uh. And in this moment, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go into that's, acting. That's I'm really fully committing to uh-huh. acting now. I'm getting uh-huh. back in a theater company. <laughs> so at what point after you leave school, you're still modeling? I left school and then I moved to New York and I was like living in the the meatpacking district, which was not at all what it is now. No, it was how gross. Gross. I it remember. Was so gross. And it was like just in the literal way of mm-hmm. somebody was hosing blood was off of the fucking <laughs> yes. cobblestone streets. <laughs> yeah, in the that kind of gross. I'm surprised I didn't end up dead a lot. Do you ever look back um, at your periods of your life? I've been to just so many weird places and traveled to so many countries. <laughs> Yeah. That I'm surprised that I didn't, at the very least, become a, a drug addict. While you're modeling, while you're living there? Yeah, I'm living there. I'm living in a two-bedroom apartment with eight other women on bunk beds. It's so, so <laughs> romantic. Weird. Why? It's weird. Just to, well, it's a it's a, that's horrible, what it's a horrible industry. It's yeah. a, first of all, let's just be clear. It's a fucking horrible industry. I know, but tell tell the listeners. <laughs> tell tell why. the listeners just how bad we know. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a total racket. I lived in this apartment, and I was paying, which was a lot at the time. You know, I was paying like two thousand dollars a month to be in a bunk bed in this apartment. What? Because they were charging all these girls. Basically, how it sort of works is, it's like a tab system, right? Come to New York. We'll have you meet a bunch of people. You yeah. can stay in this apartment, and you're you're getting charged for everything. So oh they're so they're getting charged for flights, and you're getting charged for like overly charged for your apartment, and you're getting charged for every Xerox copy they make of every photo. So when I showed up at you know when I graduated high school and I moved to New York the next day, I had like you know a sixty thousand dollar tab that I could never really crawl out of. Is there, isn't there some sort of union or, or at no, least an eight? No. no. I wish it was Is there now? Just, no. No idea. That's why yeah. I'm so glad I never became one. <laughs> um, you were so close I could to have really, so many opportunities. Really go really hitting it. But I decided like I need to, you know, go go home. I went home. I went back to Vancouver after uh-huh. that. And I actually was enrolled to go to university at the University of Victoria. To study marine biology. That's right. You yes. wanted to be a marine biologist. I did. It, it, I still kind of do. Yeah. How close did you come? I mean, you I mean, involved. I was I was registered. I was all my classes were set, and then it was the summer before, and um, I was still. I think I was still trying to make some money modeling locally in Vancouver or whatever. And then I started taking uh, acting classes. Uh. And then, you know, those community acting classes, like you're Ugh. bonded for life because you're talking about, you know, whatever happened to you when you were the kid and getting fucking real with everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's sort of like, more like, like therapy. I was like, whoa, this is like, this is what I, this is what I want to be doing. These are my people. Yeah. These are my, these are my people. And I might be able to turn this into a living. Like I'd done theater all, all through high school. And, and it never occurred to and you. And never like, occurred to me that I could make a living. That's weird. Maybe it's just because my parents are not, in, they're not artistic in any way. And yeah. they're very like, father's a dentist. My mother was mom? like, yeah. she, she was a mom for a long time, but went back to school and um, worked like with computers, creating databases mm-hmm. and stuff. And so it was nothing. I didn't think that I <clears> could make a living out of it. Growing up and being like, you got to get a real job. You know, it's one yeah, of those practical. things. Yeah, practical. And I'm a very practical person. Yeah. 
So yeah, so I just delayed so, so it a year and then and then never win. So then you started going out on things in Vancouver. Yeah, in Vancouver. And my first job, my very first job was on a television show called Special Unit 2. Oh, what is the boy. second unit for? Well, it's a special unit that only deals with mystical creatures. I, I know this. You know so, why? Why? My best friend in the world, John Togo, uh-huh. was on that show. And so I knew. And, and when he got that job, that was like a huge... So I watched that show. Yeah. It, it, it I was, got hired on their... Like during our episode, they got canceled. Oh, okay. And it was especially rough because... They were back after the holidays or something. And they were like, all right, guys, we got the back nine or whatever uh-huh. the order was. And then they changed their minds. So everybody had just gone through the holiday. Like a butt. Isn't that horrible? I yeah, you're, I bet yes, you're. Yes, yes, he was, yes. yeah. They were not happy. Yeah. And this is my first set. And I'm like, this is yeah. this is how it's done. <laughs> and everybody's miserable. I, everybody is. And rightfully yeah. so. I mean, horrible. That was your first job? I didn't know that. That was my first job. Uh, and so then, but, so now do you think like, oh, they're just going to keep coming? Or did they keep coming? Well, I got on a good, I got on a good run because shortly after that, I, um, you know, growing up and uh, being in Vancouver, especially during this time where pilot season was a real thing, you know, there was a bit of a flow to the year where, I would anyway work in restaurants all year and save up and then drive down for like January to June to here, here to mm-hmm. Los Angeles to audition for pilots uh-huh. and hope that you could get on a pilot. Yeah. And then hope that you could get the the visa that you got from that oh, show. Right. So um So that's where you met Taryn too on one of those trips down here. N- well, I first I first auditioned, I put on myself on tape and I got this job. I tested down here and it was for this show, this ABC show called Veritas. Yes. No, you don't know it. Nobody knows it. Oh, really? But we might have had a conversation about it, oh, but okay. it was like God, that sounds... a father and son team, and they were like, he was, the dad was like an archaeologist, like an Indiana was... Jones, uh-huh, uh-huh. and we shot that in Toronto, and we shot 13 episodes. Yes, I and remember And after that, that, I was like, I fucking made it. Uh, yeah. That's it. And yeah. then, and then, um, <laughs> well, what happened, a couple things happened. The first thing that happened was... I came down to L.A. to test for Lost. Uh I did not get it. Uh Uh (laughs) And I was like, whatever, it's a show. No one's going to watch it. No one's going to watch that show. (laughs) (laughs) On to the next. And my manager at the time in Vancouver embezzled a shit ton of money from me. So I had uh, no money. I had just like sunk all of my TV series money into an apartment because I was in, in Vancouver. And um, so now I had this mortgage. Thank God, though, you did that. I, well, yes. Yeah, yes. Probably yeah, yeah it was probably, it's good in the long run. But it, but then I, you know, I went back to waiting tables yeah. and I just oh didn't God. work for a year and a half. Like, just nothing. That must be a strange feeling going from like, oh, yeah, I'm oh, doing yeah, these shows I'm doing now. It. Now, now. The I'm next waiting. one's going to come. If this isn't, you know, it was a weird, it was a learning. I mean, I'm really grateful for it, yeah. quite honestly. I mean, I think everybody should wait tables. Yeah. Just, I think that that yeah. should just be a Absolutely. human prerequisite for Absolutely. life. Because once you've lived in servitude to other people and you deal with all different types of people, you really, you know. I can always tell who hasn't. And and it's as simple as not acknowledging the waiters when they bring you something. Which to me is like, I can't... It's one thing if you're like in the middle of like some serious conversation. Totally. Even then, when it happens um, around me, I get so uncomfortable and I feel the need to thank... On their behalf, thank the waiters. Right, Just, right. The idea right. of somebody bringing you something yes, and not yes. acknowledging them is yeah, like, yeah. 
I don't get it. But I, but you, but it happens all the it time. It happens all the time. Um, you don't get lost. You're uh, back to waiting tables. I was waiting tables and working for my mother as a gopher. My mother's really? British. Oh, and that's her, right. her, 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 what that definition means is that she worked for a very small budget version of Geek Squad, right? Uh-huh. So she worked for this like company and you 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 bring them your broken computers and they fix them. Uh-huh. But I had to go to people's houses and like pick up their fucking <laughs> what are those called? The really heavy towers. What's that called? Um towers. Oh, the, oh, the, the like the, the, the drive. The, the drive. The, the, the hard the, drive. The hard drive. Yeah. So right? I have to like take the hard drive <laughs> and the <laughs> Just monitors. <looked> <laughs> I have a laptop. Uh-huh. Um, but they were really heavy But back they were then. heavy. I put them in the back yeah. of my mom's Honda Civic because I this couldn't is... affa- afford to pay my car insurance. So I wasn't driving. Oh, my God. So I would oh, bus. my God. My, my, my reality was I would bus about an hour to my mom's, borrow her car, drive all around <laughs> the freaking city, picking up computer equipment, dropping it off, and she paid me $8 an hour. What? <laughs> yes. And I did it because I, you know, I had to keep my days free to sure. audition. And then yeah. I would be working at night. So so I would do oh, that all day. At... And then oh. I would work in restaurants at night. God. So and you I... needed the flexible hours to audition. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I couldn't just get a day job, right? I had to, yeah. So then I, um, Was that so I did also, that for a while. Did that year. ever get creepy? You go to some stranger's uh, house? I mean, I think there was only one house that. I started feeling a red flag, and right. I actually listened to You're it. Like, Your I was computer's like, fine. Yeah, I think I, I think I played, and this is you know, this is I had a cell phone, but it wasn't what it is now, mm-hmm. right? So I think I I had it sort of on, and I went to the door, and I was like, I'm just gonna call, you know, the company to make sure, you know, I'll just have them on the phone while I gather it, just make sure I have the right. Well, you can use right. my phone. Yeah, yeah I got a phone <laughs> in here. Where are you oh, going outside? Um, oh. God. Well, um, Again, I could have been in a ditch somewhere. Yeah. I don't know how I'm not. Yeah. I'm yeah. just one of the lucky ones, I guess. Yeah. So are you depressed around this? Is this like, oh, fuck, what am I doing with my life? Or is it like, oh, something, something's going to come? I think it was, you know, I was only, this is when I'm, you know, 20, 21. Yeah, yeah, I'm still yeah. super young. I liked drinking, so working in a restaurant was was right. great for me. Yeah, did that for about a year and a half, and then I came down to uh, Los Angeles, and then I auditioned for How I Met Your Mother. You're twenty. I'm twenty two. God, twenty two. Wow. And did you know yeah. that show? Did you have any idea that show was going to be what it became? No, I had never done a comedy before. Oh wow! This is it was my first comedy, and I actually was going to test for. I don't remember what it was called, but it was like a brother and sister wedding planner comedy, <laughs> single cam. Uh, and Mark Paul Go- Glosser, Go- Glosser, Gosler, Gosler, Gos- who, I, who I was Goslinger. legitimately in love with for a portion of my life. As Zach Morris. I, I almost referenced Zach Morris yeah. for the cell phone. Thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I was going to test for that show. And then um, the same casting director was like, can you come and read for this one? And then I read and I met with Carter and Craig, who are our creators, who are the nicest human beings. I mean, they were kind enough to to move. Um, I think I was like testing with Mark Paul, blah, blah, the, like, you know, <laughs> a, 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 a week, you know, from from meeting them or whatever. And they were able to make the test happen before that. So if it didn't happen, I could still uh-huh. test for this other thing. With, right. Which is very nice. Yeah, sure. Um, so they must have really I, wanted you too. They must really I guess you. I guess so. I don't know. So, um, but you're so now you're doing a comedy and you're playing. They were going to offer it to Jennifer Love Hewitt. She turned it. She turned it down. Oof. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Oof. Which that is was, funny. Uh, yeah, you, that must make you 
I mean, I'm grateful love to her. Love her, yeah. <laughs> Jennifer, love her. You and her. Um, uh, well, wow, what a... Yeah, uh, I know. What a mistake. Um, but uh, but no regrets. And we, we're going to have Jennifer on later today, <laughs> so I'm going to ask her about that. Jennifer's standing by. She's coming up next, right? <laughs> yeah. She's, she's right in there. She's no, there I'm, I'm sure she has no hard feelings about it. Do not feel awkward oh at all about God. passing her. Oh, my um, God. Is that life-changing right away? Is that how how different is you your know, life? You know, I don't. You're into um, I'm not an optimist or a pessimist, you know, but I'm somewhere in the middle where mm-hmm. I just go, whatever happens. And for me, I achieved my goal of getting my visa. I oh, was like, I'm right. here. That was it. Yeah. I'm here. I can stay here for six months. Yeah. <laughs> that was huge for me. It's bad. So that was exciting. And so we shot the pilot. And I met Taryn a week before we shot the pilot. Oh, my which God. Which is so trippy. Wait, where'd you meet him? You met him we met, well, we met, I went to the taping of his of his show with my friend. He does not remember meeting me at this show. Oh, really? But then, <laughs> like, a week or two later, uh, it was a friend's birthday party. Um, and she was, uh, it was a 30th birthday party. So he thought I was very old. Because uh-huh. he was like, this chick is, like, very mature. Well, because you're friends with this person. Yeah, so I'm uh-huh. friends with this person. We're at a 30-year-old birthday. And we were at a, the, that roller rink up north somewhere here. So uh, so we met there and we hung out and then pretty much we went out like the next night and we've been a couple of since. Oh my God. 22. Wait, what show was he doing? Uh, he Groundlings? Was doing, no, he was doing a pilot um, with Bill Lawrence called Nobody's Watching. Oh, okay. But yeah, so we, we met there and it was this really weird thing of like whose pilot is going to go. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny because we're in that right now a little bit. But, oh, um, <laughs> that's right. So Taryn is now on Single Parents. And, Taryn's and on Single Parents, yes. On waiting. ABC Wednesday night at nine o'clock. So right away, is there, is there, uh, how does it change? How does your life change now that the show well, is a success right away? For, for me, it's about, it's still about stability. It's still about like, okay, we've got a pilot score. I just made this money from this pilot. I'm here. Right. And then it was, okay, we're picking you up 13 episodes. And I'm like, great. Oh my God. But I, get, I get, you know, but it's. You're practical. You're, I'm very practical. Mm-hmm. So I'm not like, uh, even even for the nine years. I mean, also the, the blessing of this show, really, there's many blessings from from that show. But one of the ones that I'm thinking of right now is that we were, we did it for nine seasons, but God. we were never like a huge hit uh, in the really? sense that our personal lives were affected by it. But in terms of anonymity, it must have been. Ter- no, no. Really? Never recognized, never like, what? never really approached. We never really? got wrapped up in any weird, like, the cast of How I Met Your Mother can't stand yeah. each other, whatever <laughs> it's going to be. Yeah. Um, while in it, I knew uh-huh. not to take it for granted. I knew how special mm. it was. Now, five years out, I'm like, holy fuck. That I didn't was, realize how. Yeah. That was the best. I was right. Life could be a dream, sweetheart. For all the shorties that want voluminous, fanned-out lashes, this ad is for you. The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara creates corner-to-corner panoramic lash volume. Their tapered brush catches every single lash, even those pesky corner lashes. You know who you are, corner lashes. With the Panorama Mascara, you'll easily achieve that effortless, false lashes look. It's one of Christian's favorite looks. Plus, it lasts up to 24 hours and is clump and flake resistant. And just when you thought it couldn't get better, it does. The Panorama Mascara is a lot more affordable than other Lux mascaras. 
And honestly, it probably does a better job. It's affordable, but it's deceptive because it comes in a premium gold luxe packaging. So if you want a mascara that can do it all, volumize, lengthen, and stay put all day, you can buy the Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. Their matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. That's probably why 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com long. Just go to Indeed.com long right now and support the show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com long. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, hello again. Shaboom and up we'll meet again. You've spoken about going through oh, the ovarian C. cancer. The big C? The big C. The big C. Yeah, yeah, I went through the big C while on that show, which is another reason I'm very grateful to it. God. and Because it was like, I remember I, I got diagnosed and I had to go through major surgery. And I told Pam Fryman, who was our director, for almost every episode. And I told Carter and Craig, our creators, and I said, I don't know what's going to happen. I might not come back. So you have to like... Uh, to the show. Yeah. Yeah. I said, I don't know. I don't know. And I remember them. There was like a moment like, we got to tell the network. And I, and, and Pam was like, nope, we're not telling anyone. We're going to just take it really? week to week. And, um, and we did. And it was okay. Are you even thinking about the show? Or is the show so distant in terms of your priorities i was thinking of it because i'm like a really hard worker and i don't ever want to let anyone down so i think that i think i was probably worried about that about letting Uh the show down um and and them having to scramble to yeah figure it out i think about this often actually which is like thank god i was on this show when it happened because you know say i'm i'm still doing this canadian migration of coming down here and like auditioning or whatever, or still hustling, I would go back to Canada to do all this health stuff. And I was able to be here, be working, be a member of SAG, yeah. have insurance. So I'm very grateful. And and also like moving forward when I had my kid, it was like, you know, we'll make the schedule as easy as possible and we'll shoot you out so you can get home or whatever you, wow. I mean, it was the best. Yeah, I bet. It was the best. So if you are going to get cancer. Be on a sitcom. A, yeah, be on, try to be on a sitcom <laughs> when you get it. The <laughs> best advice I can give for you. <laughs> totally. If you're going through it. <laughs> it's very empathetic. Just get a sitcom. Totally. That's the best thing that worked for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a very private person. I mean, I didn't tell the cast until um, I knew I was going to be okay. Oh. And in fact, I got pregnant so soon after that I was like, I'm pregnant. Two but things. But also, yeah. I've been dealing with this other stuff that it's I didn't like, Way to bury the lead. <laughs> I know, I know. That's, only, that's the only way you can bury that lead. Yeah, it's true. Like it's having true. A kid. So it's we, true. I'm fascinated that you went through this at such an early age. Yeah. And like, it must have been fear. I mean, I, I mm-hmm. imagine like a great deal of fear. Do you think about the end do you mm. think about what happens after this do you think about well your f- it all you know for me it happened so fast which i think i had ovarian cancer so yeah. ovarian cancer is like nicknamed the silent killer because when you actually find it 
symptomatically, it's very akin to like a menstrual pain. And it's very hard to go like, well, this feels weird. And then the doctor usually says, well, you know, when's your period coming? And then you yeah. say, well, it's here. And then they kind of ignore it and it gets avoided for a very long time oh, God. until, um, you know, it's it's metastasized until it's really in a, in a bad place. So um, I was lucky enough to, to have uh, what was called what is called a borderline cancer, which means it's not quite benign, but it's not quite malignant, but it's very angry and it kind of, it, it grows and it, and it's um, still a scary thing, but it's usually something that's dealt with surgically. I mean, they took a tumor out of me and it was the size of a cantaloupe. So it was like, I felt it. And I was like, this is something I'm not pregnant. <laughs> oh borderline so, cancer. Yeah. Borderline. So it's not, so it's, can't, it's cancer-ish. <laughs> How do you deal with it? Well, what I'm saying is I never worried so much about my mortality. Oh, 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 I was oh, oh. never like, this well, is guys, it's been great. But I was, you know, I'm 25 when this happened. I've been with Taryn for two years, you know, two-ish years. And they're like, you're never going to have kids. You're most likely never going to have children. So you need to... Rational, you have to figure that yeah, out. Yeah, that's you know? okay. So that's so, what you have to do. So that's that's what way my main concern yeah. and focus is. But I will say, like, I'm I can be a very intense person, and I got the diagnosis. I I, I went to surgery a week later. I I had this ma massive surgery, and then it was like I went raw. I learned to meditate. I did like fucking mm. energy healing. I did. Ayurvedic medicine. I did. I went to this cleanse retreat. I don't know if I've told you those stories. I'm not going to talk yeah, about that. Yeah, you show, sure but. have. The cult, the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. Colonics. Yeah, yeah. Um, I went to a Please. cleanse. No, 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 no. I'm not going to talk about my butt. Um, <laughs> I went to Neil Patrick Harris did. Oh, he did. Oh, but he talked about his cleansing. Oh, uh, it's mostly what we talked I about. Think He's, he, yeah, he he has no problem talking about that stuff. He was. He could not get over the fact that I. <laughs> Uh, and, and I don't, I'm not crazy about, uh, having women around there. Yeah. 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 He couldn't, he couldn't understand that. Right. And to, to, which, which forced us to then think about how pristine his butt must be. It must be. be. He, yeah, yeah. I'm Maybe one of the but best. Um, I, I know too much. Yeah. Um. <laughs> okay. So you went through all the, you were like, I'm going gangbuster. I'm just going to yeah. have the healthiest system yeah. possible. And to that point, being grateful to how I met your mother is like I'm on a TV show I can afford totally to go to the fucking best some weird crystal healer <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> in wherever and and I'm in California so that's very available to me all this it's, it's weird on shit. every street yeah, corner know, right? yeah. butt people in every corner who's your <laughs> yeah who's your butt guy who <laughs> um, does your butt stuff I have a um, great butt person <laughs> but um but um. <laughs> I so yeah so I just I went crazy I just did all this crazy crazy stuff and I think I think what really I mean if people are listening and you know no unfortunately <laughs> yeah. well no, I'll answer that um, well once they get to the cancer part in this episode oh, they're yeah. gonna start tuning in we'll bro. we'll re-edit that so it's the beginning it's all the cancer <laughs> just stuff just open with that good good yeah good. so speaking um, of cancer <laughs> life threatening yes. diseases uh, um but no I but think, what was the thing that you think, I think the thing that really you know I went, I mean I went to this cleanse retreat for eight days and I didn't eat anything. What? Yeah. It was really, I think the only way what? I did it is because I was like afraid for my life. Shh, shh, but I, shh. it's this place and it's in Palm Springs and it's called We Care Spa. You could do it, people do it like before the Oscars or some shit mm -hmm. to like look great. Mm -hmm. And I was just there just <laughs> by the pool just, I haven't eaten for six days. <laughs> yeah, people are like, you're gonna like fabulous. You're gonna look, oh, you look great. And you're like, I just want to stay alive. That's <laughs> just my Just trying goal. to, you know, 
fit Stay into my here. yeah the but rest I, of my life. But outfit. I did look great. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Greater. But I didn't eat for eight, um, days? eight days. How do you do that? What do you don't drink? Day. You you have teas. You have granulated shakes. And it was, I, and it's so funny, I left the place going, I'm going to come here every year. I'm going to do this every year. I have not been back. Because oh. <laughs> I had children, you know what yeah. I mean? It's like you can't, you know. It cleanses. But, um, but it was really, like it's like hitting a reset button. In fact, there was three other women who were there with me, not maybe for the same amount of time, but they were all trying to get pregnant. Oh. And women go out there to oh, to wow. cleanse their system and and they get they all got pregnant. Well, as did you. As I as did I. And, even and, though the doctor and, said you will not be able to have children naturally. Wow. You won't be able to to do that. You can, you know, we'll we'll freeze eggs and we'll do all this stuff. But you you won't be able to do it by yourself. So other than the pregnancy, which obviously is a huge difference mm -hmm. in your body, did you notice other differences in your body after you did this eight day thing? I did. I mean, other than just like the severe things moving hunger. Mm -hmm. Oh my <laughs> but god! But it was yeah. you know I I I remember leaving. They you left this place and they gave you like a salad. And you're like, <laughs> and I was so and it was the most delicious fucking I thing. Bet. I mean, every lettuce leaf, every carrot shred. I was yeah. just like, oh my god, avocado. I was like, this is. You're you're like Bill Murray and what about Bob? Have yes. you seen where he's like, mm, yes. oh, mm. God, it was so good. Is this corn hand shucked? Uh, <laughs> it was so delicious. I bet. And then I and then you know, you slowly you get back. I mean, yeah, I was like, I'll never drink coffee, I'll never have alcohol. And yeah. you, you know, it's all about balance. Yeah, cut to a week later, you're like, I know. Give me that sweet stuff. Um so so you get pregnant shortly after that. Yeah. And then was that like, oh, I'm all of the fears, the cancer fears go away. Is that like now? I just oh, no, I was very, I was actually like very afraid to be a mom. I was not, I mean, I was just kind of. Going, you were young. I was young. I mean, none of this has been in the plan. Huh. Taryn is lovely and was like, we didn't think this, we're doing it now. Uh -huh. You're so sweet. And yeah. I'm just like, this is, no, I'm not, I don't. Because I was kind of coming, I was coming to terms with the fact that I might not ever have kids. Yeah. I was kind of. That's kind of what I was spending my time on was was dissolving some of these these preset ideas I had for my life, and I was trying to I was trying to you know put them to bed. That must bit. be confusing to to, and I'm sure you did a version of that. You probably put psychologically you're dealing mm -hmm. with that, and like so you now you're coming to terms with not having kids, and now you're yeah. pregnant. That must now be a I weird to, like, um, yeah. yeah yeah. It was a big adjustment. Yeah. It was a big adjustment. How instrumental was your family? Were they around at this? Your mom, your dad? They were, but I really relied on Taryn a lot, yeah. poor guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Sorry. No. You know? You're both lucky to have one. I I, you guys are. Yeah, I agree. Couple goals. Couple goals. I hate to say it, but you kind of are. <laughs> You're the two of the best. Um, what is your most commonly used emoji? These are just going to be quick, oh, quick, fun, rapid fire. Rapid fire. Um, What's a go to? It's like the face oh like oh no <laughs> that one yeah, yeah. oh yeah ooh. that's that's very uh Left charles the oven on hon ooh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can you turn it off ooh um getting another colonic ooh <laughs> um that's very charles nelson riley oh ooh. um if you could be a professional athlete well you said you played soccer and basketball and all that do you do you still harbor any like fantasies of like, oh, what if I had? That's something I could have committed my life to. I do. I do think I could have like. I would have loved to have been on like the the Canadian women's soccer team. Uh huh. That would have been cool. Uh, if you could have one snack food for the rest of your life, what what would it be? Um, nachos. Does that count, or is that more yeah. of a meal? Yeah, nachos. Depends how much you eat. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Which is for me a lot. Uh, so you could have a whole. You could sit yeah. and have a whole meal of nachos. Yes. 
Doritos, you into Doritos? I love a Dorito. I love a sun chip. Um, uh, favorite movie of all time? Um, the Princess Bride. <sighs> I sat next to Wallace Shawn on the plane a couple weeks ago, and he said, um, from L.A. to New York, so I had a long time long with him. Long time. And he said at one point, the um, the waitress brought over some, so, you know, refreshments, and yeah. she's like, orange juice, water, and he took an orange juice, and as he was taking it, she said, don't worry, I didn't poison that. And I thought it was odd, and we kept talking, and... and um, and I said to him, well, do you think that was like a, when she said that about oh the poison, do you think that was a Princess Bride reference? And he goes, I think so. I think it was. <laughs> and I said, what? Do you get that off? Do you get that a lot? And he goes, That's and it, he said scene. this. That's a great it's a scene. great scene. And he goes, and I was expecting him to be like, yes, and I love it and it's great. And he goes, I get it every day. <laughs> and I said, oh, do you, how does that make you feel or something like that? And he goes, well, I don't particularly like the movie. It was, it's about, and I said, why? He goes, it's all about revenge. It's a terrible message to give to kids. And it never occurred to me that he's right. And he goes, and when people yell things at me in the street, they say, they don't say inconceivable. It's like oh. they remind me of my yes. speech impediment. You know, right. They go inconceivable. And it never occurred to me that yes. he goes, it's a constant reminder of my Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I kind of dropped it, but I so badly wanted to talk to him about that movie. Um uh, other than L.A. or Vancouver, New York, where where would you want to live? Have you ever had fantasies about living anywhere else? Well, I would want to live in Vancouver, Canada, where I'm from. But I yeah. do now have fantasies about living in Portland, Oregon. Oh, yeah. Fucking great the city. The greatest, yeah. I was just shooting there a couple of weeks ago, and it was just the What'd food. What would you shoot there? I was shooting a pilot there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah which is They shot the pilot in Portland? They shot, yeah, we shot uh, 11 days in Vancouver and four days in Portland. Ugh, I loved it so much. The food and the people and the weirdness. And I like, know. It's I funny because Portlandia it. is just slightly, it's it, It's yeah. kind of it. It's yeah. not, that's why that show is so good. It's not like a gross exaggeration. Yeah. It's like a tiny it's exaggeration. It's just a little yeah. bit. If you could have dinner with three people, mm. living or dead, who, who Ooh, would it Okay, be? I would say um, my cousin Jeff, who passed away. Um, I would say... <sighs> What did Jeff do? Jeff, uh, well, he was a pilot, and he, he oh, died wow. in a plane crash when no. he was 25. Yeah. Oh, my it was, God. It was, it was not good times. I kind of want to just keep it in the family now. Okay. But, I mean, if Jeff's coming. If Jeff's there. Well, Jeff. If Jeff's, I mean, I would love to, like, I would love to have dinner, like, with some grandparents now. Yeah. As an adult. And be like, totally. what? Totally. Me know, too. What was it like raising my dad or my, you know? Me if too. we're going to keep it in the family or we're going to start in the family. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 were you and like Catherine Hepburn? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> just for like a sprinkle of fun. Jeff is like, what is she doing here? <laughs> no. um, Jeff, that's Catherine Hepburn. Be cool, man. Yeah, chill out. <laughs> uh, who's your favorite Muppet? Animal. Ah, yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. If you could have super X-ray vision or hearing, um, super hearing, which oh, would you God. choose? Oh God, oh that's a good one. That's like a great superhero question. Not like fly or invisible. Um, the next I'm... one's fly or invisible. <laughs> <laughs> I think hearing just because I have such bad hearing, I think. Uh-huh. If you had to be one age for the rest of your life, an, an age that you've, I mean, presuming that you've been, um, what would it be physically? I think 32. Yeah? Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I fantasize about becoming a vampire. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I do too. Yeah. You stay. Because yeah. the idea it, of staying, what, I mean, I, I would like to live forever. I was like, but everyone would die. I'd be like, I'll find new I'll people. <laughs> I'll make new friends. Totally. I made these friends. Look at these. I got all these friends and families. Fine. I know. I have eternity to do You're that. Fine. 
time. I know. Do you so think I about? I usually say like you know some like like twenty eight to thirty two. I'm like I could have been vampire. Yeah. Now yeah, it'd be fucking terrible. Yeah, oh yeah. Now it's you'd be. <laughs> but but yeah, that I it'd guess. be so hard to make friends I, now. I I I feel great now. So I you know. Well, I well, know. I I've talked to other people who when they do go through a a, a near death. experience like you did Uh, even though it wasn't you said that's not where you went mentally um i wonder how much that informs the way you think about death and your mortality now do you do you is it something that you do think about i do i mean i definitely do i still definitely have like fear about it i think you'll always have like this like well it's coming back or well this is probably what that is um i always like i have it in my back pocket so if there's something going on that's really stressful or causing me a lot of anxiety. Uh-huh. I kind of am able to say to myself, hey, we could be in that fucking hospital again. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. It could be like that. Yeah. Or you could be dead, you know? Yeah. So you think I this do, is bad. It's yeah, a, I do have like, this is not as bad as it's ever been. Thank God for that experience. I mean, yes. like, I'm sure you have to, you have to find the silver lining in it. Um, and that is actually a really nice silver lining. Is, it is. Is to have that. If you had to have a vanity plate, like a funny thing on a license plate. Oh, what? oh, oh. If you could, if you had to. Um, boobs? Boobs. <laughs> Just because it's so clear? Yeah, that's true. That'd be funny. Also, people would beg, like, it force people to be like, who's driving that who's, car? Who dares? Oh, hi, ma'am. Yeah. Oh, you're boobs. Yeah. Um, it's also like, I remember when we had pagers, and that was the fun, you know. Oh, yeah, of course. Boobs. Writing boobs. Uh, okay, really quick. Uh, Beatles or Stones? Uh, Beatles. I can't thank you enough. This was fun. And yeah, uh, this is a new thing for us is, like, we like to... Just let these peter out awkwardly. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, it's happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying. Mission accomplished. So, that, that just smoldered. happened. That was no good. So, that just happened. It happened. I'm so glad it happened. I feel... You know that... Remember that uh, Billy Madison when he's like, we are all dumber for having heard that. I... <laughs> Uh, may God have mercy on you. So I feel the opposite of that after talking to Kobe. I always do. I always just love talking to her. I'm going to say something that might be misinterpreted. Ooh, uh, I'm excited. Ready? <laughs> yeah. uh, you guys have a lot of chemistry. But when I say that, I don't mean romantic chemistry necessarily, oh. just as people. Like you're, Yeah. It was like a really yeah. good non-sexual date. Yeah. Is, you know? Can you say that? Is that... Uh, I think so. Say? See, I think... I agree. I know what I you think, mean. I think I, I can say say it and you can agree with it because you brought up her husband about 10,000 times. <laughs> so it's pretty clear that you're supportive of her marriage. Oh, yeah. I I hate when people say goals, but that now I find myself saying it a lot. So maybe I just have to embrace that now I say that. We goals. have actually we have had a lot of guests who are in yeah, seemingly yeah. really good marriages. <laughs> yeah. And for, for act, Hollywood actors. Oh, yeah. It's very inspirational. Goals. She says things that, and I don't know, again, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but is the word tomboy oh, bad is that now? Bad? Is that, has that uh, been uh, canceled? Canceled? Oh, that's a good question. I don't think we're, I don't think we're the authorities to Because she strikes that. me as a tomboy. I wonder if tomboy is And I can tell she grew up with a lot of brothers. She talks about growing up with brothers, older brothers, who are, sound like. Toms. <laughs> very Tommy. Yeah. A very intimidating man. <laughs> yeah. And- I noticed certain things she said that reminded me of, uh, like, what it's like growing up with brothers. She yeah. she says, at one point she says, you'd be a turd. You asked her if she was so close to any of her exes. She said, uh, it's hard for me because you've been inside of me. I mean, it's very, like, <laughs> yeah. certain things like that yeah. are... Uh, very, go- like, mm, 
I don't know. I don't know if you can say that. When she was talking about a relationship, I could sense your jealousy because I felt it too. <laughs> what? When she was like, you know, it works because we're both very independent and uh, neither yeah, of us feel yeah. the need to check in. Yeah. There's a real sense of security, mm. I think, in both of them. And when she was saying <laughs> that, you uh, you were like, oh, yeah. God. <laughs> You're like, that just, sounds so great. so great. And I don't know if I've ever fully had that. Yeah, well. And that's right, because I think that's very rare. You were right. You're right to read that much into that sigh of mine. I mean, I've been in relationships where it was like, it's been 15 minutes. Yeah. You know, you have been. Yeah. I've, I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. You've had, it, you've had that more than I would say yeah, most people, I guess. Not to victimize myself, but <laughs> I know. She was voted most respected in high school, That's which such a, is an amazing super, superlative. To yeah, have. it is. Well, it's Canadian. It is I, Canadian. It, yeah, it, very it, Canadian. It just solidifies my that much further my love of Canadians. At one point, you pivoted from talking about Tom Cruise doing stunts with her and Jack Reacher to you doing pratfalls <laughs> and getting heat stroke in the movie you did with her. And I, when you were saying that, I, I, I something dawned on me. I, I thought. It says so much about her as an actress that she was able to convincingly play opposite both you and Tom Cruise. It's like... That's one of the most insulting things you've ever said to me, but I get it. I I, uh, I mean, come on. Yeah, no, no, no. Oh, I get it. I get it. But but I get, totally get it. Uh, yeah. And, and, and both of those stories to, are, are so perfectly symbolic of how, why it's so impressive that she was able to navigate both those types of people. <laughs> I'll never forget the heck, getting that heat stroke. How embarrassing it was! I got. Yeah, have you ever had a heat stroke? No. Oh, you get. I. I got. I thought I was going to pass out, which is very vulnerable. As Hannah B on The Bachelor would say, <laughs> vulnerable. It's a very vulnerable place to be. Um, and, and in front of all these crew members, and I remember I had been giving. I didn't say this, in the, but I'd been like, you know, being like because I was the, the lead of the movie. So I, was, I, I wanted to like take care of everyone and I was bringing them all water because a lot of the crew guys were getting lightheaded and I got this, here's some water for you. And in front of everyone, I got, I was like, oh wait, I got to sit down. You're like a damsel in distress. Yes. I, I, You're like Blanche Dubois. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm getting the vapors. <laughs> uh, and then I remembered everyone looking at me who I'd been like, Think heroically taken care of, and I had to go back to my trailer. And this is a low budget movie where you have to shoot, you have to keep going. I, 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 I puked. I went to my trailer and I threw up. It was so fucking embarrassing. And Kobe could not have been a better person to have that experience with. She seems like someone who has never experienced anything bad. You know, like things just mm, work out. Right. I can't imagine things not working out for her. <laughs> and then she talks about getting cancer yeah. when she was twenty five. Yeah, the way in which she dealt with it and talks about it, I found pretty inspiring. And impressive. And I mean, impressive. It, 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 it's, at how she really yeah. tackled it. She just went to work. I think about sometimes what it would be like, what I, how I would deal with such a, uh, you know, yeah. serious condition. And, and I wonder if I would just sort of curl up in, into a little ball. I, I mean, know. nothing, uh, thankfully, nothing horrible like that has ever happened <clears throat> to me, but I know. Um, I, I wonder if I would. Like her resilience fold. and her her attack something to aspire to. It's, I mean, it's, it's, no one aspires to getting cancer, obviously, but you know that's also a litmus test for somebody's character. You know, if when they're facing a, sure. a situation like no that. bitterness, no, she's no yeah. bitterness, just just gratitude no, that she got through it. Totally. Um, you talk about overcompensating <clears throat> with waiters in terms of uh, you know being friendly mm. with them, and you do tend to overthink. <laughs> yeah, it always bothers Christian when we're leaving a restaurant. I, I feel the need to to thank 
people when we're leaving. Just like public, loud <laughs> declaration. Even at a, like a diner where, where no one gives a shit after you pay the bill. Justin's like, thank you. And like all the patrons look up. It's so embarrassing. But I would say I'm a, I am do a good amount. Yeah, not you to, do. Not yeah. to pat myself on the back, but I think I do a good amount of thanking. You're very good at thanking. But people. you're right in that you should skew, you know, towards overthinking than underthinking. I know, but and like, I do think it's a good limits test on dates, like you, like you yes, talked about. Yeah, knowing that you are a consistent thinker and, and a, you know, grateful person, at that point it becomes more like, I don't know, like a thank you from somebody who's not receiving something doesn't really count. That's true. That's not because you you haven't brought anything. It's just it's just a uh, guilt. It's a guilt, maybe uh, yeah. reflex that you like. Have. I, Am I shaming you too much in this no. uh, episode? <laughs> <laughs> no, I deserve it. Uh, I, it, all, it helps balance my guilt. No, no, no. It's it's interesting. You're right. The final impressive thing that I'm going to say is um, how she likes to, quote unquote, ruin the magic for a kid by bringing her to set. And in, and uh, she yeah. introduces her to everybody, all the all the crew members, and uh, because she wants her to appreciate how much work goes into a production like that. And it's not just about, you know, the star actor in the project. And it's a really smart thing to do to your kids. That is something tells me that that kid is going to grow up to be oh my God. Uh, just as cool and grateful and grounded as her mother. It, it makes it, sense. Those are people that I want. Sometimes I meet, you know, I, I know certain couples and I'm like, I, I hope you just keep having babies. Like just to offset some of the, some of the Duggards. <laughs> yeah. And finally, I love her vanity plate boobs. Oh, yeah. God damn it. She's great. So anyway. finally, we're going to do a little thing where we're going to start doing this after each episode, at the end of each episode, where we read a portion of an email that we got from you guys out there saying something about how you make the most out of your life. Today's email. This is from Anna. It might be Anna um, M. And uh, Anna, I'm just going to read part of this letter. I have, uh, Anna says, I have severe depression. I got help and I've been doing wonderful since. But the way I look at life has been so different. I've become all about what's actually in front of me instead of all the what ifs. Another thing I do is when I get upset about dumb shit, I ask myself if it will matter in a few years. If the answer is no, then I don't waste my time getting upset. Uh, I enjoy the little things more. I notice plants growing and animals outside living together cohesively. It seems to help me appreciate more in life when I look at the world around me and seriously look at it, not just pass it by. Keep things light and not so serious. That's how I'd like to make the most out of life. Um, that's from Anna M. Uh, and, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. I was having one of those moments where I was walking, I was just taking a walk, and I found myself literally stopping and smelling flowers. <laughs> literally. <laughs> literally. Wow, there you go. Full circle. Wow. Um, and it was so nice. I was like, well, I, but I caught myself kind of Stop doing and it. smell the roses. Yeah. Um, Thanks for reaching out, Anna. And if you guys want to write in with how you make the most out of your life, it's Life is short at wondery.com. We want to thank everyone who has written in so far. Uh, some of them, I think, are maybe a little too personal to read. Uh, and uh, But we want to, we're reading them all. So thank you. And it's been really, really moving. Life could be a dream. Life could be a dream. Thank you again for listening to Life is Short. Or thank you for the first time, if this is your first time listening to Life is Short. Uh, we hope you keep listening. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and every major listening app, as well as Wondery.com. Life is Short is hosted by me, Justin Long. Uh, it's produced by Christian Long and Megan Monaco. Our senior producer is Michelle Lanz. Engineer is Marcelino Viapondo. 
Executive produced by Marshall Louis and Hernan Lopez for Wondery. Uh, you've never seen like the boys on the like the wolf boys from like. Why do you keep saying wolf boys? Like the ones with hair all over their face. Like they are they human? <laughs> yes. They call them like they're in like National Enquirer and stuff, and like, what? but it's a real condition. You've never what? seen that. All right. Not Do you have your up. phone with you? No, I don't want to look at wolf boys. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna Is it scary? No, it's sad. It's just sad. No, I don't want to see that either. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a little scary, maybe. I mean, I wouldn't. No, scary and sad. It'd be. No, I'm alright. If one came to the door, I'd be scared. They're, they're well, the they're ladies from next door No, I wouldn't be scared of Jean. Right now? Oh, she, yeah, no, I'd be like, oh, shit, we're too loud. I'm sorry. Uh, I wouldn't be, that's, I, I'd be more scared of a, if a wolf boy came to the door. What? Yes, a boy with hair all over his face. <laughs> Think of, oh, wow, look, look. DQ, the, the blizzard of the month. Oh, man, we never got, oh, shit. I think they have one like 30 minutes away. Um, by the way, how spoiled. I'm so spoiled. I just realized how spoiled I am. It's 30 minutes away that we have to drive that far. We get to go to like, oh my God, we get to eat that at all. I could not leave this conference right now. No, I know. And now, and, and we get to be like sedated. We live in a time where we can eat a little candy and it makes us like, in a, I, but I know I can have that tomorrow, and I'm seeing it. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So, Wolf Boy, you wouldn't be scared if Wolf Boy came to the door. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Life is Short ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus and Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Hey, you. It's Jason Bateman. Have you listened to Smartless? Smartless is the podcast that I host with my friends who are more like brothers. The super talented and funny Will Arnett and Sean Hayes is... JJ, well, JJ, JJ, why are, you, yeah. why are you whispering? Well, it, there's there's a psst in the, in, the, in the copy. But people are listening, so it's like... They are listening. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. In each episode of Smartless, one of us reveals our mystery guest to the other two. What ensues is a genuinely improvised and authentic conversation. Our mystery guests span our mystery... Mystery. We'll cut this out. Our mystery guests. All right, here we go. We got a lot of big famous people from different walks of life. And if you're yeah, a yeah, Wondery fan, then you're going to yeah. just you come Kagrass, and listen Tyson. to it. Yeah. We're on Wondery right now and you can listen yeah. to us. And no matter what you're doing, you're at the gym or you're in the car, just listen yeah. to the podcast. Sean, tell them where they can find it. Follow Smartless on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Smartless ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Bye. Bye. Bye.